0: This week's episode is supported by Form, the first women's prestige hair care collection to celebrate beauty in all its forms. And right about now, we need some celebrations. Every last product in the Form collection is designed to deliver exceptional styling performance without sacrificing the long-term health of your hair. I told you all about how I had that lovely braid out using my Form collection. Get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash grown. That's f-o-r-m-beauty.com forward slash grown. Get personal with form. Hi, Jess. Just...
1: <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> i truly to say you are not well. Uh, how are you feeling?
0: Not amazing, but you know, I'll I'm push, I'm push through. How are you?
1: I I, I cannot complain. You know, I can breathe out of my nose, so I know that it could be worse. That's so, you're so lucky. Tell what's that like? Listen, it is great. But welcome, welcome one, welcome all, welcome me, welcome you to another episode of Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. Uh, Yeah, where we're going to talk about all things adulting and how we are just barely making it through. But we're happy to be here. Hopefully, you all are happy. As well. Thank you so much for joining us. So what's going on in your world this week, sis? What's happening? You know, my weeks
0: are always the same. They just fluctuate with the amount of work that I do. And this weekend was a busy one, but I, I won't complain about it because it's what I asked for. That sounds familiar. Um, so I had, I had like three different food events in a span of two days. Yes, two days, three events. Exciting. So that, that was a that lot of.
1: Balling. That means that you're rich.
0: Ah, that means That's that I'm grinding, and this is my time to pay my it, dues, so make that make one day I'm I no like longer Cardi
1: have D. to. Making <laughs> money moves like Cardi B. That's the stuff. Hey, little bitch,
0: you come fuck with me if you wanted to. Anyway,
1: my favorite line is the very first line in the song. Now she says she. Going to do what to who? Let's find out and see. <laughs> Cardi B. I'd be like, yes, Cardi. Yes. You know that I go is, up for her. That is my kind of talk. That is my. Now, she said she going to do what to who? All right. Yes. Let's find out and see. And that doesn't sound like Tykea, <laughs> ah, She's spoken to my spirit man right there. I just remember being in the car like, that's it. Yes. <laughs> it was so conversational. It's like, wait, oh, what? She said oh, she's going to what? i so said, this is cool. That's why I changed my name. You'll notice I changed my name on Twitter to Tardy B because I just <laughs> felt like I had connected with her in such a way. Man, I was, I was just like, I've been connected to Cardi. Now she said she going to do what to who? All right, let's find <laughs> out and see. <laughs> let's find out and see. Yes,
0: that's your love. Thank you. And then it just gets straight to me where it's like, say, little bitch, you came back with me if you wanted to. Woo. We speak I, your name, and twice. I have one pair of Louboutins, so I guess I can speak the the language until I get rid of them hoes because they're uncomfortable. I'm trying to be like you, man. No, I don't have any it's... red bottoms. Ooh, one pair. Worst, These worst shoe I shoes. Owned.
1: I have Whoa. heard that. I have heard that, and um, from what I understand, uh, Christian is like, I don't care. My shoes are not supposed to be comfortable. They're they're supposed to make your feet look amazing. And he's
0: right. I have this like, co- it's like partly a round toe, partly pointed toe. I don't know what you call that. And it's a pencil heel. They're like five inches high, and I look like Mr. Tumnus when I walk in them. But it's but they're sexy. So you know who Mr. Listen. Tumnus
1: is? I don't. But I was gonna let you have it.
0: The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. There's no. this there's this man who's half goat and half man. The bottom half of him <laughs> is goat. <laughs> the Bottom half of his goat. So he has hooves. So therefore. I walk like I'm in hooves when I wear those shoes because they're that god-awful uncomfortable.
1: Well, hopefully I can I can have a testimony. I, <laughs> I know that. I mean, I'm not going to... I would like to have a pair of uncomfortable shoes one day because I think they're just amazing. They look pretty. Even if I don't wear them, they would be... I think they would be a great addition to my shoe shelf in my in They're my a great home. addition to...
0: Anyway, um... Uh, other parts of your life where you don't have to go in public, but
1: one day, sis, oh. gonna, I, if I could give you mine, I'd give them to you because I hate them. So, no, nah, because my feet are huge, mungus. But God is still on the throne, and He's worthy to be praised every day. Praise the Lord, niggas. Let Praise us move you forward. Me. Um, tell, can and you make tell us about your week. Oh, child, it ain't nothing. Oh, but you know, let me take that back. So this week, I had so I had a great week because I was able to be like to really stand up and flourish in my nerddom. I was typing fast all week. I had a uh, PI project directors meeting um, at the Howard Hughes Medical Institute. I was there for four days. It was very intense, but I was like all up in my um, all up in my nerdiness and just flourishing, doing research, asking questions, just being a little snit because you know that's what research is really all about. You get to be critical of things and just ask questions, and you know ask the people the hard questions. And this, this particular project that I'm working on, I'm ex- very excited to work on it because, you know, traditionally when it comes to like, I'm, most of you won't care about this, but listen, listen anyway. <laughs> traditionally, when we talk about like broadening participation <gasps> and making academic spaces more inclusive, mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, having more representation of students of color and faculty of color on college campuses, we tend to uh, lean more toward um, projects that are like, you know, let's have a bridge program. Let's, let's get the students what they need in order to uh, thrive within these environments. And we're never really critical of the environments themselves and making mm-hmm. sure that colleges, college classrooms, dorm rooms, university campuses are safe spaces for students to come and learn and thrive and, and grow and succeed. So this project that I'm getting to work on, um, is really giving, it's really pushing the envelope on that and teaching project directors how to think more critically about their institutional capacity to make their spaces more, um, you know, equitable, so not just equal, but more equitable and making sure that we're challenging like systems of oppression and systems of racism that exist within educational infrastructures. So I get to like, I'm really like jazzed by this. I don't know if anybody can tell, but I'm just like, yes. So we're not just, so it's, it's taking the onus away from students and saying students don't have to change in order to be successful, but institutions should be more adaptable to students of different backgrounds. And I'm just like, oh, this is all, this is all, this is all about, this is why I typed fast for all those many, many years. I know, that falls right in line with your study. Yeah, man. So, uh, that's what I got to do this week. And the project was just kicking off and it's one of many projects. So, you know, this is why I've been so busy and so stressed out. But like you said, this is the work that I, that I prayed to do. So I'm trying not to complain, um, and I'm just grateful. And I get to have a little bit of a break this week in that I, I'm still working, but I don't have to go into the office every day and I get mm-hmm. to be a little bit more flexible with my time. Um, and I still type in fast, but I just don't have to do so in my office, which is <laughs> which is hey, a blessing. Listen. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, man, that's what's up. Um, um, so I had a great week. It was really inspiring. Um, it was hard work, but it was like, you know, girl, if you keep working hard, you can do this kind of stuff all the time and get paid more and more money to do it. And that's really what it's all about. And um, very few people get to actually do exactly what they went to school for. Yeah, man. God is awesome. Um, And he's fantastical. Speaking of, so in the spirit of um, back to school season, I know that that is upon us. Yes. I'm thinking about doing... I actually forgot to mention this to you in our pre-recording meeting, sis. I'm sorry. But um, I was thinking about doing a back-to-school moment, a back-to-school episode yes! uh, for, you know, students of all ages. You know, I, my speciality is higher education. But I also, you know, feel like I, myself and Jade as well can speak to, you know, different experiences that students have in high school and mm-hmm. middle school and parents. I know you're a, you're a mom. So, anyone if you have any back to school questions for Jade and myself, feel free to run those over to Getting Grown uh podcast at gmail.com. And I'm hoping that either next week or the week after we can have a formal uh back to school episode on Getting Grown. Doesn't Absolutely. that sound like fun?
0: I love that. You know, I'm ai am I'm, a, I'm going to be a first time I'm a back to school wife, but yeah. I'm a first time to school mother. Yes. So I'm preparing her now to uh to go to school in September, so I am all the way down for this.
1: Yes, I too am very excited as well. So let us move on and move forward into shout out to my sis.
0: Oh, before we get into shout out to my sis, um mm-hmm. thank you to everybody who's listening, oh, who yes. has listened. Uh make sure you continue to check us out on Spotify, on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Um. Thank you so much for continuing to support and for spreading the word. We're getting all of you guys' responses and how you're passing it along and new listeners every single day. So we welcome you guys.
1: Yeah, shout um, out to
0: you. Make sure if you're in the New York area this week to come out Saturday. This Saturday, the nineteenth, to the Friend Zone Live. Ow. To come see our 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 siblings. Um. Come and do their thing. So you can check that out on uh on their individual pages and we'll make sure we put a link to the description box i'm not sure if it's sold out but you'll find out when you click on it
1: it i don't think it is yet but i know it's going to be at the tish auditorium i'm not entirely sure what time um from what i understand oh for those of you um who may need specifics this is the the second year anniversary live show of the friend zone yes Um, two years we're going to be celebrating uh them black people for having two years worth of awesome shows. And I believe that Furinasia and Crystal Jean will be hosting. They will. Yes, indeed. And, I, and I'm pretty sure that Jade and I will be present as well. So come on out and say hey to us. This coming Saturday, August 19th. Get your tickets today. Get your tickets. Get your tickets here.
0: Don't be late or whatever. So, yeah, check out that link in the description
1: box. Shout out to my sis. Shout it out, shout it out, shout it out.
0: My sis is popping right now, like.
1: Shout out to my sis, man. We have two people to shout out this week. Yes. And um, the first one uh, comes from Naya. Naya says, hi there, lovelies. I hope that you are blessed and unbothered. I'm certainly trying. (laughs) I'm certainly (laughs) aspiring toward that. Right on the money, Naya. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for the joy you bring this fifth-year teacher in the Delta every week. I've been listening <laughs> to Getting Grown since day one and checking for Kia since her wondrous appearance on The Read, Team Typing Fast. Man, hey. that was a long time ago. It was. Um, but That was, that was the time. first time. That was the first time I actually said that I'll be sitting in the corner typing fast. That's a good time, though. That's when it was born. But yes, this week, um, now I said this week I wanted to shout out myself because... Number one, I will be entering my fifth year teaching and that is no small feat as a black woman in the rural South. You ain't never lied, sis. Mm. And um, number two, I put myself out there in a big way this year by not trying to do it all myself. Instead, asking for help to get my babies ready for an exciting school year. This is so super cool. So Naya took to Twitter and shared her goal of bringing in 1,000 books for her incoming third graders. Um, She created an Amazon wish wish list which features her students' top choices as well as books that showcase Black excellence. Ugh. So far, Naya has been able to get 396 books purchased uh, by perfectly amazing strangers. In her classroom, Ugh. reading is life. Many of the children who come to me are reading several great levels behind and or are reluctant readers. Uh, this year, they will learn and yearn to read, and I cannot wait to update you on the progress we shall make, and I appreciate you both so much for helping to push... Um, me to be vulnerable. In the end, my pride would have blocked my students' blessings. Thanks for all you do, Naya. So Naya is has this amazing goal of bringing a thousand books to her classroom, and I think that we all should help her to reach Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And what we will do is we will link uh, Naya's Twitter and the Amazon wish list in the description box. I'm going to do my best with putting my little pennies together to Absolutely. donate a book. Um, I also. Would like to encourage you all to do the same. Cause we got to get these babies reading. Cause reading is absolutely critical and important. We'll talk about that a little bit more in kitchen table talk. But shout out to you, Naya. Shout out, um, to your amazing students and shout out to all of y'all that are going to help Naya get these thousand books, man. Let's do it. I know it. I am.
0: I'm yeah. no, I'm, I'm definitely donating to the babies. I look, <laughs> I buy Noah books. Tristan buys Noah books. You know, it's big in our house to read. So I'm definitely gonna donate. I know Kia's gonna donate, and all we need is like five hundred and something of y'all to buy one book. You can That's come it. up off six dollars. That's it. It's okay. So That's all. W- the link will be in the description box. Use it. Um <laughs> our next and shout out to my sis is actually my good sis Santana. Santana was on an episode of Jaden XD, and she's also she's also been featured and won an episode of Chopped. Uh, she is the one who I partner with. If you follow me on Instagram and you see a lot of the events that I've had lately, a lot of them have been with her. And you can also check her out in the upcoming season of She's Gotta Have It on coming to Netflix Thanksgiving. But Santana is doing um her brand is I'll Cook Like Your Mother. And she's doing a pop up this Sunday, August 20th. Uh, the deadline to buy tickets is Wednesday, the 16th. So it's not a lot of time. Make sure you get in on it. The menu includes things like bacalao guisado, Vietnamese style pork chops marinated in flavors like lemongrass and fish sauce and fried banana with doce de leche. She's doing Puerto Rico meets Thailand because she did some studying in Thailand and she's Puerto Rican. So it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. She's got homemade toasted coconut popsicles coming. It's BYOB and BYOW. So make sure that you. <laughs> <laughs> the judgment in this face you just made.
1: I don't understand so. how. <laughs> I don't understand how you were able to witness anything. You didn't, you didn't even see my face because I'm standing. I saw it. I'm sitting behind the microphone, so I saw no it clearly.
0: <laughs> I saw the eyes. I saw the head. <laughs> First of all,
1: you should continue to read uh, about Santana's flawless food. <laughs> And don't anyway. worry about what's going on over here. Thank you.
0: A, oh, I will. It involves me. Mm-hmm. So we. So definitely please check out the link in the description box. There's only a few tickets left, but it's going to be an amazing and delicious time. So check it out.
1: All right. <coughs> Y'all go get some food from Santana. Come through. This promises to be a wang dang doodle. Kitchen table talk. This week... Yeah, I mean amidst all of the things that are taking place in our crazy world, we thought it would be we got a suggestion actually when I jumped on Instagram live early this weekend to talk about navigating hard difficult conversations in predominantly white environments as it relates to, you know, race and racism and all the things that are taking place now in our in our very Crazy Society. So Jade and I got together and came up with the idea to talk about productive ways to manage ourselves and our work in times of racial tension and unrest. As many of you know, um, this past weekend, there was a march um, organized by white nationalists on the campus of University of Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia. They were marching in protest of, uh, I think, I think it's in protest of Um, a a statue of uh, Robert E. Lee. or Was it, is it? Yes. uh, Local officials are planning to remove a statue of Robert E. Lee, a top general in the Confederacy from Emancipation Park in Charlottesville. And so these white nationalists decided to have a march. Well, that too. Yes. These terrorists (laughs) decided to have a march on the campus that, you know, escalated into a very, very, I don't know, a massacre, pretty much. I don't even know how else to describe it, a disgusting but. Display a disgusting of the, disgusting display of. Disgusting display of, 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 yes. That unfortunately resulted in the untimely murder of Heather Heyer, mm-hmm. a 32 year old woman who was a, a part of a group of counter protesters, people who came um, in protest to what these white n- nationalists were um, protesting about. Um, And it was just ugly. It was like, it seemed like we stepped in a time machine and went back about 40, 50 years. And in addition to Heather's murder, I think it was like 39 people were injured. It was a state of emergency declared in the city of Virginia. I mean, in the state of Virginia, because it was literally just all hell was breaking loose. So needless to say, you know, this event... Oh, I I guess we should also mention that y'all's president has um really failed to call out white supremacists, white nationalists and um it is. neo-Nazis and and you know I guess today earlier today on Monday he released a, a a very contrived and vague vague statement in which he was, you know, denouncing all hate hate of all kinds including neo-Nazis and white supremacists and saying that racism was evil but that was only after he failed to make a make a um to call out after the event happened on Saturday he failed to respond in a direct way toward these groups and right. of course the media and other and other people you know were calling him out and basically discussing how absolutely inappropriate and unfathomable it is that the president of the united states would not call out so his response was kind of was in response to, to those claims
0: it was especially troubling because well the whole thing but it was especially troubling because these same um terrorists were chanting his name while holding up the uh,
1: absolutely the how hitler and david, and david duke and some of the other people had come forward saying that basically so i don't i don't know have a direct quote in front of me but basically citing how uh trump was in direct support of what they were doing and you know had been pretty much in partnership or cahoots or whatever with him <laughs> prior to this event working alongside them in some of the things that he was that he's been doing you know throughout his campaign and now after the election so that being said, we don't want to rehash and talk about this because it's very depressing. But at the same time, we thought it would be useful for us to kind of think through some ways that we, as adults or budding adults or just uh, people of color, black people, people of color, you know, yes, you're right. allies, people of color, allies, people mm-hmm. with consciences, people who have you know morals and ethics, morals and sense, and and dealing, you know, it's just ways that we can can think about how to productively navigate this crazy time in our history and culture. And so I was just going to... I came up, literally pulled some things out of my behind. I, I'm not claiming to have all the answers, but just thinking about ways that we can try to process and, and think of, about what's going on. And truth of the matter is, at work, in public transportation, in social settings, whether it be like at church or club meetings, at the gym... Running errands. You're going to come into contact with people who are going to have opinions. We're going to, we're going to be confronted with all kinds of experiences. I mean, all kinds of personalities. People are going to have things to say in response to what's going on in our society. And I just thought it would be cool for us to talk about ways that we can be ready to deal with that, those conversations and not be caught off guard so that we can handle ourselves productively. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Okay.
0: Especially because, and not to continue to rehash, but just to, you know, because it's so important. A lot of these people who are marching, we have to, like, we live in 2017. So these people are not like, they're not like people who live out in the woods Mm -hmm. and we don't come into contact with them. These are police officers who are pulling people of color over. They're teachers, they're guidance counselors, counselors, they're pharmacists, they're they're doctors, they're nurses. They're
1: literally all over. They're um, all over the place. There's loan
0: officers who right. have the authority to tell right. you no, you, you are not eligible for a home. Like these are people who affect our everyday lives and people we have to come in contact with every single day. So that's why this conversation is so important.
1: So like I said, these are in no particular order and this is just kind of like I sat down and was thinking of some ways. I'm sure sis will have some input as well. But we just kind of wanted to think about some things that we can do in response to what's happening. So number one, the first thing, the first order of business is that we should be honest with ourselves and, and our feelings um, and give ourselves time and space to process them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was like key because, you know, the fact of the matter is, this is some heavy stuff going on. I don't think we should glaze over the fact that it's going to take some time and yes. intentional energy for us to make, not, not even not necessarily make sense, but just think about, be intentional about thinking through some of these things. And when I say being intentional, I, I take breaks when you need to, take a walk mm-hmm. at work, set boundaries, um, going back to what we said in previous episodes, mm-hmm. um, that reacting versus responding, which is actually number three on the list. But just going back to, you know, when you're confronted with things, trying to check yourself emotionally, mm-hmm. um, not saying that you cannot have emotional responses, but, you know, just being more conscious about the ways in which you respond and giving yourself space and time to to respond um, safely and appropriately.
0: And giving yourself the space to even acknowledge that you feel a way about it. Yeah. Like, it's okay for you to, it's like, I think some people might try to suppress it or they're like, you know, it bothers them but they don't really want to harp on it or what. It's okay to acknowledge that, you feel a way about
1: this. And it's okay because to tell people that you're not ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I know, talk about it. you know what I'm saying? Like at work, people will just come and, and gather around the Keurig and think that we're just going to sit down <laughs> and have a conversation. But I think yeah. it's okay and more than fair for you to say, you know, I'm not really in the space to talk about this right now. You know, maybe we can, you know, revisit it later this week. But as of right now, I'm still trying to deal with what's going on yeah. um, and how it impacts me and my family and my life. So don't necessarily feel like you have to take on the responsibility to sit through conversations that you don't really want to have.
0: Right. Um, You can enjoy your Bustelo alone.
1: Absolutely. It's okay for you to say, you know, I don't really want to talk about this uh, (laughs) right now. Um, if, if, If that's where you are now, if you are ready to talk about it, I think some of the other things that are further down on this list might help with that. So I think number two, being armed with information and being critical of the information that we receive is like really, really key. Don't just be a consumer of the media, but utilize different platforms to um, vet and um, critique uh, what you're hearing and also add to the conversation in productive ways. If you feel like your perspectives are not being represented the internet and has afforded us all the opportunity to have a platform to kind of say what it is that's on our heart and to get people to be aware of what our perspectives are and how we see the world. So I think that it's useful to take advantage of those. Also, we should always also be, be conscious, take what we should be intentional about educating ourselves about our rights and options. This is this, but this, I was thinking about, all my babies that are going back to college and graduate school when i wrote this because you know needless to say this weekend happened on a college campus so yes. college campuses are are normally a place where people there is freedom there for people to express their differing perspectives um but within that freedom there's also like responsibilities and guidelines and boundaries that make sure that we can all have productive conversations in safe spaces I think that if you're going to be a student, if you're going to, if you're going to be a student on at a campus in any way, you should learn about what your yep. campus's rules are yes. and regulations and what your rights are. Not necessarily I mean so that you can be prepared in the event that mm-hmm. someone tries to, you know, deny you those rights that you Same have. In the
0: workplace. Like Absolutely. you need to make sure you're reading your handbooks. Mm-hmm. I know it's something that we generally just click like all right, I read it and you want to move on about your business. Read the handbooks, read and know all of the information behind whatever school you're attending, whatever job you're getting ready to start, whatever the case, you need to inform yourself. And like Kia said, the Internet is full of information, Mm -hmm. sometimes too much information, which is why, why, like she said, you want to be critical of what you're reading and make sure that you're ingesting the right things and not the wrong things. But you need to keep yourself informed. Use the Internet. For what it should be used for. Inform yourself and read up. There's so many links, so many articles, verified articles that will be able to help you to understand what's going on a little better, a little bit better. So that when you're involved in a conversation like this, it's okay for you to say this is some bullshit. Like you, like he has said, if you're, if your views are not being represented, right. but you need to be able to back up why this is some bullshit. Absolutely. You know
1: what I'm saying? Like yeah. be
0: able to explain your, your, your stand.
1: And, and to that point. Like that's so key. I'm so key. I'm glad you said that because it's not just limited to college campuses, but everywhere we go, um, especially in workplaces. Those of us who are in unions or you know protected by you have rights. Um, make sure that you know what those are so that you can operate within them, but also so that you will know when someone's trying to deny you those rights. Exactly. Um, Information is also especially key because we can find refuge in history. Ironically enough, history affords us countless examples of people of color who persisted in doing their work despite hate-based ideologies and white supremacy. So I think mm-hmm. it would be awesome. Oh, I don't know. One of the things that I can kind of take comfort in is um reading up on all of the stories and allowing history to inspire me and my strategies for progression and working through all of this crazy one of my favorite Richard Wright quotes is whenever my environment had failed to support or nourish me I had clutched at books well I'm a nerd so I feel like you know this maybe that's why this speaks to me so much but Uh the one of the the best pieces of advice that I've ever received is that one thing that no one will ever ever be able to take away from you is knowledge and information and in what you know and you know as cliche as it is like knowledge is in fact power and we actually can you know arm ourselves with information to make sure that you know the choices that we make in response to the things that are going on in our society um, are as informed as possible and you know as such will be you know productive and, and useful so reacting versus responding. We've said that once. We've said that 45,000 times on this show because I really think that that I is You're going say 45,000 more. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> it's really like a key. It's so critical and so clutch and like to this whole adulting thing because a part of being... I'm still a, working on it. Me too. A part, of, <laughs> a part of being an adult is absolutely being able to check your emotions and your feelings because, you know, left unchecked, they will run you. Um and <laughs> I am a witness Oof. to that. Listen, I will sit up in this house in my feelings for hours on end before I say, listen to you. In my head, sis. Like, listen, sis, you have got to get up out of this dark get room together. and do something <laughs> about it. Like, so um, <laughs> yes, finding ways to manage our emotions and responding appropriately when a comf- when confronted with ridiculous ridiculous things. The bottom line is most of us. Do not have the lux- luxury of dropping everything and taking to the streets. Like, we don't have the luxury of <laughs> just like, oh, I, we, we don't, I don't have the luxury of saying F this. I don't have to work. I don't have to be put up with these white people. I don't have to put up with all this crazy. I don't have the luxury to do that because my rent is going to be due every month by the 10th. Niggas still got to go to work and pay bills and go to class yeah. and do the things that we gotta do so it's really important that we find ways to organize and resist that will not compromise our goals because you know that's what they want they to yeah. to, to, quote, to quote uh, I mean to to borrow from Khaled like they don't want to see us out here doing what we have to do and they're really kicking up all this up. mess to keep us stagnant and keep us from growing and keep us from progressing so it's yep. important that we keep that in mind and when we want to go upside their heads <laughs> We have, we have to be very, very conscious of what that will cost us in the long run. And I'm not saying that going upside their heads will not be the appropriate response. Or I'm just saying sometimes it, sometimes it will be. But I'm saying it's your job to think about that and, and assess that for yourself before you just fly off the handle and, you know, you know, check somebody's chin.
0: Because there's a time. I mean, there's a time. Like, don't get us. We're not. Telling I listen. You Please say it that this, there are not times me. when people don't deserve to catch these listen, hands. Listen, because but the you hands. Just need to make sure that the arrest is going to be worth. They will it. always be I'm available.
1: The, the hands will <laughs> like, never be far. You understand what I'm saying? And
0: one thing that I've evolved in as I've become more and more of an adult um, is that when I am uh, in an altercation with somebody. I stop and I say to myself, jail is not a fun place. You know I've been I mean? there. It's not great. I, pro- I swear to you all. Like it doesn't, it doesn't give you like anything. Like you don't have no, no, no points. You don't have no extra juice. Like jail is gross. It's gross. It's disgusting. It's not a fun place. It's uncomfortable. Don't go there. You know what I'm saying? And you have to make sure. And then also don't give, don't give them your power. Don't give these ignorant people your power. Um, a friend of mine was telling me a story today, actually, about this weekend where there was a a young gentrifier in (laughs) Bed-Stuy who was antagonizing a black man, a very peaceful black man, to the point where he started to raise his voice and he was like, yo, get out of here, white girl. And she stepped in to try to defuse the situation, especially as a woman, and like try to get this girl out of here. The girl had pure evil in her eyes. She was enjoying riling this black man up. Like, she was enjoying it. She was enjoying riling this white, this, this, this black man up to the point where my friend was like, she had to drop all her, like, all her calm and be like, yo, get out (laughs) of here. Get out of here. Like, go away. You just moved to this neighborhood. Don't come in here starting no problems. Be respectful of people and get the fuck out of here. Nobody invited you here. Nobody asked you to be here. (laughs) And sometimes, it's okay for you to, to give people what they need, but just
1: make sure that it's not going to be to the detriment of yourself. Right. Because, I mean, a part of adulthood is considering what you got to lose. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, you it's have to be conscious. Part. You have to be conscious of what you have to lose. And there's so many times. Listen, did I tell y'all the story about the time I was getting ready to fight the lady in the parking garage in my apartment? D- no.
0: I think oh, wait. I yes. You yes, that. you did. Yes, you did. With the I no, t- you did. You told us you did it as a petty peeve with the car.
1: Right. Right. So yes. this is, those are the moments. You know what I'm saying? When it gets really high, and you have to think about. A lot of times, I think about my life. What helps me is thinking about things in terms of headlines. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would the Jill, headline be yes. if I was <laughs> if I was to get out and drag that lady out of her Hyundai and, <laughs> and drag her all over that parking garage? The head. What would the headline read? PhD. Recent PhD. Like you know, what I'm saying. Like so, I just feel like. I have Wild to, black animal, Rex. You know <laughs> poor white woman out of her Hyundai Sonata. Think like about, no, think about what you got mm-hmm. to lose. And for you, sis, I mean, you know, got you got a kid. Like there are things no. that you, we have to consider. You what know. it will cost us. That's really what's the what's you know what I'm saying. Like what it what it would cost us. So I'm not saying not to respond. I'm just saying to think no. about think about ways that you can respond that will not compromise what just you have. Catch yourself to, real quick. That's all we yep. ask, and we're not. I, I did I ever tell,
0: did I tell y'all the story about the, um, the, the, the white girl who called me a nigger in seventh grade? No. Okay. Maybe I said it on Jaden XD. Well, okay. So there was a white girl who called me a nigger and, um, yes, with the ER in school. And so I thought to myself, first of all, I've always gone to like predominantly, um, minority schools. So that's where she already had it fucked up. But, um, I, I was like, okay, so I could beat your ass uh right here and then you won't ever say anything to me again or i can handle this a different way so this girl happened to have one leg longer than the other yeah i did <coughs> tell this one Jay, next she had one leg longer than the other she's like she was known for like having this limp when oh, she walked in school sis. she called me a nigger fair game Bruh. so i called her i called her inch For the rest of the year. And when I tell you. I went in on this girl. I told her. If she walked too fast. She was going to walk in circles. Like I just went in on her. So I was like. I could. I could beat your ass. And like get suspended. Which you know. It happens. It's happened to me before. It can happen again. It's a couple days off. Or. I could ruin your life forever. And that's what I did. And I hope people are still calling her inch to this day. (laughs) And then there was Old Old Navy. Where I was an adult. You remember Old Navy. With a lady who said she was going to kick Noah in the head. When she was four months. Yes. Yes, I did. I did. Uh, I did react there. Mm-hmm. I tried to kill this lady, but I did have a moment where I stopped and said me and my husband are both about to go to jail right now for fighting this couple. Um And yeah, there was a lady who told me she was going to kick Noah in the head. It's a long story. I'm not even going to go into it right now. But just know that um I did react, Um, but I did have a moment where I stopped and said, OK, I don't want to go to jail and my child be uh, parentless.
1: So there you go. I think things to lose, things to lose, and to that number four is is to that uh, you know I guess in the same vein of that, <laughs> don't avoid conversations about race, but use the uncom. Mm. Un- this is not a word, but I made it a uncomfortability. Okay. Like use that mm-hmm. discomfort. I should have just said discomfort. discomfort. What the discomfort? hell? <laughs> uh, use the discomfort that surrounds these conversations. <laughs> To your advantage and find productive ways to educate and build awareness about race and privilege and what it feels like to be a person of color when you have to deal with these. Yeah. So a lot of times, I mean, <laughs> ignorance, man. I think the basis of all of this behavior is ignorance. Like a, a lot of it is hatred. Oh, Most of it is hatred, I guess. But hatred and ignorance is a dangerous cocktail. Right. It Yes. And fear. Yes. A horrible cocktail which results in people losing their lives senselessly mm. like Heather Heyer did you can carry much like much like Jay carried the little girl and called her inch like you can you can have are you using DC slang now what, what? yeah what is it you just said carried no you didn't let me finish my sentence oh sorry I admit mean, I didn't mean it in the way that carry means in DC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh girl you just got really out <laughs> sorry you're just irritating. Anyway, as I was saying, much like Jade, used took the opportunity to um, terrorize this girl. Like, she will never forget. She will never forget this. Con- she will never forget that. And she probably will never call another person a nigga again. I and mean, you can use those kind of, like, fine, wait, we are smart. We are a talented people. Like, <laughs> people of color, we have the range to get these white folks together in, in ways that they will never, ever forget. Mm. and take the opportunity to really educate them because they really don't know how dumb they are most of the time. I remember no, when I was at UConn as a graduate student, I had, I don't know if I told this story before, but if I had just roll with it. I was in a uh, seminar class, um, and we had to work in pairs. It was literally like the second week of class. I was already stressed out because strangers, y'all know. I was like, I don't know these mm-hmm. people. Um, but we had to work in pairs and we had to do this project. I don't even remember what the project was, but I know that I had to, I worked with this larger, I mean, I guess that's inconsequential. Her <laughs> size didn't really have anything to do with it, but I'm just trying to paint the picture. This big, this bigger white girl, she was in the doctoral program in marriage and family therapy. And I worked with her on this project. We were supposed to meet in the library to do, um, I guess, to kind of get, get, get together on our project and work on it, whatever. So, as I'm arriving, we had, like, booked a little study room in the library for us to work, and as I'm arriving into the library, she's on the phone. Okay. And I come into the room, and she's like, hey, come on in, have a seat. I'll be off the phone in a minute, and I'm just talking to my friend. He's black, right? That's what, he, that's what she said to me. What? And I was like, oh, hell. like, <laughs> like I was just bracing myself For the stupid For her, the rest right, of her ignorance. Right for the stupid That was just getting ready To come into my life So That was just the Amuse-bouche amuse Yes Like she was literally Just like Oh okay Welcome to dumb Here we Welcome to ignorant So She's like I can't wait to give you The whole meal She's like, he, was like t- Right it was an appetizer So I guess he says oh what does she look like she starts describing me to this black person that she's speaking to on the phone oh, no and in front of you in front of me like i'm literally standing there and, I and th- who was this nigga she's talking to god only knows right so i wait i later learned that you know she's dated she's dated black dudes she's got i date i date black dudes so i guess that felt like does she have an i, I date black dudes haircut she did. She had that little
0: asymmetrical bob.
1: You know yes. that vibe with the long the and the I front. Complain, ah. I complain.
0: I complained to the manager haircut. Ah. <laughs> ah. Supercuts haircut. I didn't even think Hell about yeah. that
1: until you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey, with those terrible highlights with them dark roots. Yes. God, yeah. I know. Anyway. So, he she starts to describe me to this young man, right? She's like, "You know Takiya? She's from New York. She's tall. And she's black But she's not a black black girl She's a white black girl And then she just Ooh. like You know You know She just goes and she, You know She's you know Her hair she's, her, she's got long hair And you know Blah 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 Like she's all, but I don't know I don't even All the rest of the stuff I don't even remember Because at that point I was like Seeing red Right I was like yes. I was ready to be like Excuse me bitch Like I was like <laughs> What Like Alright so I was really like I let her get off the phone She was you know I, I did not she even told me what his name was. He said hi and all this other stuff. And I'm just looking at her like, you need to hang up the phone. Right we now, have to have a, we have a conversation. Right. So <laughs> she's telling. So she gets off the phone and she's just like, I'm like, what exactly, what exactly makes me a white black girl? Like, is it because I'm in this <laughs> is it because is it because I'm in this graduate program with you? Is it because I got on these jeans from the Gap. Is it because, like, just help me to understand. Is it it because I'm from white Plains? Like, just help me to understand why exactly, what about me makes me a white black girl and not a black black girl? To which she responds, right? Oh, Oh, no, no, no. You're taking this the wrong way. I meant it as a compliment.
0: (gasps) So I said...
1: Oh, white superiority. I said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go right now. I need to... Uh, I'm I'm going to go right now. I, I I will see you tomorrow. Like, I was like, I, I cannot stay here because I needed to take... I needed to set a you boundary. You honest with yourself yes. and your feelings. I needed to set a boundary <laughs> because I really saw myself molly whopping this girl in the periodical section <laughs> where, where we were sitting. <laughs> I, I visualized myself, right? <laughs> so, um... I went and I called my mama, which is usually my first course of action when I'm upset. And I told mm-hmm. my mama what happened. And she was just like, oh, no, takia. And I was like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. Yukon is a terrible place. There's white people here. They say horrible things to you. It's rude, blah, blah, blah. And Rhonda was like, no, 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 girl, you're not leaving. Because you, what you're going to do is take this occasion to get this white girl together in a way that she will never, ever, yes, ever forget. I love so, you know, she talked me through it. And I was able to, the next day, see the young lady and really give her a point-by-point point analysis of how she was trash. And she should never, ever speak to people in such a manner. Um yes. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I know that, you know, by the end of the year, she was... uh you know, by the dating white dudes. No, by <laughs> by the end of the year, she was writing me emails telling me how much I changed her life, and she thanked me so much because I changed her practice, and she couldn't believe that she was going to go into marriage and family therapy with those kinds of biases, and how she shuddered at the thought that you know she could be out there, you know, uh, projecting her own insecurities on her potential clients, and she thanked wow. me for, for getting her together, and I had to thank my mother because I mean I was ready to go upside her head. But my mother was the one who helped me to see that it was, it was my responsibility in that moment to help her to see the light. Now, I'm cautious here because I, I don't feel like it's a, it's a black person's responsibility to teach white people anything. But at the same time, I feel like when opportunities, when, when these kinds of things um, happen, we do have a unique, we are, we are put in a unique position to build awareness in a way that reading a book yep. can't. Um, yep.
0: So... From personal experience. And the thing, too, is is that, like you said, it's this is an educational experience for them. And it's not our responsibility to educate them, but it's also our duty as Black people or people of color in general to not perpetuate any stereotypes right. that they may have. They expect us to, to react in aggression. And sometimes... Aggression is the necessary reaction. However, there are times, such as what happened with you, sis, where you have to you have to take that opportunity to let somebody you know to tell somebody about themselves in a way that's not using your hands, right? And I think her reaction to you was actually very positive. It was a super positive outcome, right? Um, because if she is going into family therapy, she needs a very why She needed that me. reality
1: check. That was oh, real. Absolutely. And in hindsight, I can say that you know I'm I'm grateful that I was able to be used and then in that moment to give her the reality check that she needed. And I, I like to think that me cursing her out because you know I had to slip a few in there. <laughs> mm. You know, just of just being myself. I had me let getting me tell her. You big ass, you ass said <laughs> I said. <laughs> That's exactly That's exactly I was like So how would you feel If I judged you For your big ass back I didn't judge you For your big ass back No Did I Did I shame you For being as large as you are Like no Like no You know I had to get Did I say Because she has this large back And this haircut That I know she buys her (laughs) Exactly I did not I did not You know I had to And that's what I'm saying I took Cause that's you know We As people of color We have have creative license You know what I'm saying (laughs) We can do it in such a way We can always finesse it Real shade throws itself You can absolutely Ooh. Take these occasions To get people together In a way Where they will be On their way home Like did she just come for me? <laughs> yes I did Right Like you know what I'm yes. saying But you know In a way where you have to
0: Question it later exactly. You gotta think about it Like want Game of Thrones And episode. she
1: probably tells that story Now And it You know That was 10 years ago But I I needed her to know That because She had gotten her back Blown out by a few Niggas named LaMarcus She was (laughs) not in any way Able She was was not in any She was not in any way Able to come for me You know what I'm saying Or question Or say anything (laughs) about What kind of black girl She thought I was Because she had been To a couple of barbecues And fixed a few plates I don't have time for that You know what I'm saying So That's the whole point Of number four don't avoid awkward conversations, and and run the awkward right. Put turn the awkward right back to them and and give it right. to him. The only way that we know how, if that if that makes Make, sense.
0: yep, we can always do it. We're so eloquent when we cuss people out. The thing about it's black is we're so creative. It's the art. We're funny. We're funny, and we know how to smoothly cuss somebody out like butter, effortlessly. Like, Like, like Hennessy XO. (laughs) We know how to, it's smooth the way that we cuss you out to the point where you have to like reflect on it and think about it later and question whether or not you just got cussed out. Indeed. Like that is a true, true test if you know how to cuss somebody out. I think too, another thing too, sis, is that, you know, I want to make sure, um, that we acknowledge the fact, (laughs) me, um, I want to acknowledge the fact that we, that we need to acknowledge the allies because Oh, indeed. I don't I'm not a, I don't want all white people cuz I I don't I I hate that I, like don't don't be a white person coming to me talking about not all white people. No, I don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. Just you prove yourself as an ally through your actions. You prove yourself as an ally through your words through how you react to the things that are happening to people of color, by your acknowledging the fact of what's happening to people of color without putting yourself in the mix. And that's when you're a true ally. And so I think that in you responding to this lady in a proper way, you were able to Um, make her more of an ally because the thing about it is, let's say she has a black family. She would have been giving them all kinds of wrong advice. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She would have given them all kinds of wrong counseling because she's not aware because she's never going to have to experience it. And that's, that's a test to a true ally. They know that they don't have to experience it, but they use that privilege, um, for, for the betterment, for the help, you know, for helping black people. And no, they are not, I'm not calling them saviors either because I don't believe in that either, but allies are important and we have to acknowledge that they do exist. Totally. And so and you and you responding like that you were able to to properly educate this woman and change her viewpoint so that she's not a danger
1: to our society because there's so many. Well said. Um, The last one, number five. Start small. All of this hatred is daunting and overwhelming and it often feels like there is nothing that we can do to stop it. Don't accept powerlessness and figure out ways that you can affect change within your own sphere of influence. I don't believe uh I was like we have to remember, sorry, we have to remember that no contribution is 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 really a small contribution and every little bit helps. So I'm thinking think think of ways um that you can make a difference. Get a group of friends together over brunch or um, you know, have a dinner party, uh invite the girls over for wine. And while y'all unpack the happenings with Lauren, Sinisa, and Molly and them, to also talk about ways that you can can you know make make a change you know what i'm saying like keisha's having a birthday party this coming sunday and instead of us just sitting around and cackling and talking about niggas and flies uh she's going to (laughs) she's going to (laughs) exactly she's going to uh you know utilize the expertise in the room you know what i'm saying that she 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 said that she has a group of friends that all are you know professional women with all kinds of um expertise and subject matter knowledge why not bring all of that to the table and get something off the ground whether it be community service project or a business idea or even something Mm -hmm. an event or something there's things that we can do um within our own little spheres of influences like like uh naya in the shout out to um to my sis segment you know you know starting an amazon wish list like going doing doing those kinds of projects are ways that we can you know heal ourselves and figure out Um, You know, while we're working on ways that we can affect larger change, there are ways that we can chip away at um, what some of these other issues are and support one another as we deal with all of this nonsense that is the world right now.
0: Supporting our community is so key in in business and supporting doesn't mean necessarily always just buying from or, or, or shouting out Instagram or whatever but sometimes those collaborations are amazing. So I think what Keisha's doing is great cuz you never know what each other's expertise is going to bring together to create something bigger. So it's so it's so key that while we're investing in our own um our own brands and our own businesses and our own education and our own whatever we're focusing on that we branch that out and talk to other people within our community so we can continue to grow.
1: Right. And it and you know, ideas and and events and projects are one thing, but um in addition to that, we should also be lifting each other up, whether it be just be like a compliment, like a genuine yeah. heartfelt like sis, you are wearing those braids. Like you know,
0: like just like you never know what that you can do never for know, somebody. you know what I'm
1: saying? You know, helping out a little you know, y'all know I'm always um Always speaking to little. Ch- I don't speak to strangers, but I will. <laughs> I will speak These to somebody's child children. all the time, <laughs> and I will, <laughs> you know, just strike up a conversation and tell a little girl that she's brilliant and you know those yes. kinds of things. Like you, you are smart. Did anybody tell you that you are smart as heck? Look at you. Yeah. Like little yep. things. Like like you see a little. I see little girls or on the train or whatever, and. They'll be on the phone, or on the iPad. I'm like, you're just figuring that out all by yourself. Look at you. You are brilliant. Like, I was just like, little things, yes. little things like that. Um, you know, cause we don't, you, we need to hear those kinds of affirmations and messages because without them, all we have left is what they say about us on the news and everywhere else. So.
0: Yeah, look at that little white girl from that white savior movie. Told me you was kind, you was smart, you was important. Look what that <laughs> did for her. You know, when she came from an ignorant ass family. You sure so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, and that is a white savior movie. Let's just call it what it is. Oh. But, uh, um, well, we know what the original, so we know who the true heroes are in that story, but, uh. Celebrate anyway. yourself. Celebrate yourselves, and celebrate each other, and celebrate our children, and just celebrate our communities by um, investing, and encouraging, and acknowledging, and all, and everything, everything that's going to continue to build us as build us as a people.
1: And that's it for the kitchen table. We didn't even talk about snacks. We were so depressed about the state of the world. We didn't even talk about snacks. Uh, with me being sick, I don't even
0: really have an appetite. Um, but I had a delicious breakfast of home fries. I didn't eat a lot of it, but it was like home fries with bell pepper and onion and then it had like some chopped beets in it and some kale and it was seasoned well with some hot sauce uh and uh, and obviously that's not the seasoning but I topped it with some hot sauce (laughs) and an egg and and a couple pieces of steak delicious
1: well that's classy what'd you eat because you working from home I ain't working from home I haven't eaten yet though but I do have some chicken marinating in the uh refrigerator I'm gonna bake it I'm Mm. gonna have some cauliflower rice Ooh. with it and I probably will just saute some spinach or something quick fast um but yes I'm excited about my little din din yes I'm excited for you my cousin
0: told me about this recipe a loaded cauliflower Ooh, she did like the cauliflower rice but she did it like a loaded potato oh sort of my well
1: you have to <laughs> tell me about that because I cauliflower the rice honey that is my joint right there
0: Oh, it's just like a loaded potato. It's got and then like sour cream and cheese and bacon and stuff. Well, do Greek yogurt instead of sour cream because you're focusing on the hips. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you can put a you can put a like a low fat cheese, maybe like a mozzarella or something, and then um, some bacon because who cares? And um and you need it. Bacon is for us. Bacon is for us. And a little Greek yogurt. A little Greek yogurt instead of sour cream. And it some salt, pepper. Nigga, it's lit.
1: Tis lit. I'm doing it. Remember, y'all, this week's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Form Beauty. We are all too familiar with the struggle of finding the perfect hair care lituation situation for our curls, coils, and twists and things. That's why we F with Form heavy, heavy, like Effie White. Just like their big brother brand, Bevel, the folks at Form were tired of seeing the women they love struggle to find hair care that was personal, effective, and high quality. Form is the premium hair care collection completely committed to making every girl's hair journey easy, like Sunday morning. Form affords your hair a safe space that's totally free of suspect chemicals. Every ingredient in the entire form collection is thoroughly vetted to provide top performance without ever compromising the health and vitality of your strands. Form's Protect Heat Serum certainly cut my blowout time substantially and left my hair feeling moisturized but not weighed down. Additionally, my twist out is currently flourishing thanks to Form's twist and Define styling creams. Go ahead and get you some. You can get 10% off your entire order when you visit formbeauty.com forward slash grown. The discount will be applied at checkout. That's beauty.com forward slash grown. Get personal and fortify your edges with form.
0: Honestly. Truly. It's time for the Honesty Box. Hey. So, our Honesty Box this week comes from uh, a lady by the name of Dilemma. Oh. Yeah. She says... Hey, Jade and Kia, I love your podcast. Stop.
1: Don't do that.
0: <laughs> hey, Jade and Kia. Sorry, I had a FaceTime. <laughs> okay. I love your podcast. You ladies are inspirational and my live, love, laugh for the day. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a dilemma. I know. Come on now. Uh, I have a dilemma. My husband, me, and my three boys will soon be moving from the Midwest um, to the Southwest. Okay. However, my husband's brother... And girlfriend and son, who's three years old, will also be moving with us. Hmm. We recently found out that he's been hitting his girlfriend, oh. basically domestic violence. Oh, Lord. He has uh, put two knots on her head. Hitting her and closing the trunk on her head are just <gasps> two instances. Wow, shit. Uh, we also found out he had a warrant and an arrest from an incident between them two that he lied to us about. He texted me last week to let me know he punched her in the face and that, oh, she texted me last oh, week I about to let to me say, know that what? he <laughs> punched her. I know, that's I was like, wait, oh <laughs> that he punched her in the face and that he will not be moving with us if we go. We have already gotten approved for a house there and have put our fees down to hold the house. My husband, me and the girlfriend uh, will be on the one year lease. My husband stepped in and confronted his brother on the issue. However, the brother got defensive and angry and basically changed the story and then had the nerve to say to my husband, did you witness it? My husband told his brother to leave our house and they have not spoken on the issue since because the brother is not getting it and keeps reverting the conversation to something else. Most of the family knows he does this and has also brought this to our attention. I've even tried to talk to her, um, but she continues to make excuses for him and says she will leave him. I asked was she scared and she said not anymore. She told him to get help in counseling and he makes it like she's the one with the issue. Mm, That's what niggas do. Fast forward to today and she's talking about buying his plane ticket and him still going. My husband already was skeptical because he knows how his brother is a liar, very secretive and has hit every woman he's been with in the past. My husband also said if he cannot get through to his brother and he will not admit or try to get help, he will have no other choice but to get the law involved because that's the only option for his brother to wake up and get help. Not only that, we have kids and do not want the kids to see this in our household. Their son has already been exposed to it um, and we can see that it's also and he's also picking up some of his daddy's habits. We know there has to be some mental issues within and know he may need to seek a counselor or other mental health person but until he admits and seeks help what would you ladies do? Signed Dilemma.
1: Jesus. That is a lot. That's a lot. Um, Let the words of my mouth (laughs) meditation of my heart. Oh, I don't even know what to do. I feel like I should pray before I respond to this question but um... (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Uh I I I I feel like your husband is talking sense. I mean, if it were yeah, me, Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I feel like your husband is handling the situation much like I would. Um and I would be um I think I would defer to to him, um and as far as your relationship with the girlfriend I would say that you would continue to be a support to her, but um, you have a responsibility to your sons, your children. So yep. if you need to enforce a boundary there and and let her know that I'm here for you and for your child, but I will not allow your brother-in-law... In my house. In my house with his carrying no. on. That's just the bottom line. no. That's just about. You all. are
0: not no. You're especially if you're not a. If you're not admitting fault. B. If you're not planning to get any help, but you're not going to get any help because you're not admitting any fault. And this is serious. Like this is really serious. This is not Very something small. Like this nigga won't stop leaving the toilet seat up. Like it's not anything like that. Like he's putting his hands on her. He slammed her head in a trunk. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. So why was she um, in the trunk? You, Jesus,
1: Lord have mercy.
0: I just I don't even I don't even so listen. this whole thing is. Nuts.
1: You got to get first of all, I should have prefaced this by saying uh, I would strongly encourage you to seek. Prof- I mean, professional help. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe if you were to get. You know, there are I'm sure there are shelters and, and other organizations that have resources for battered women. And perhaps if you were to take. The initiative in getting the girlfriend the help that she needs um you know maybe she knows that she needs help and what is she's you know would would appreciate you supporting her and taking those steps toward toward that um as far yeah. as you know getting her the help that she needs and helping her to see that that her first obligation is to protecting her son and herself um mm-hmm. and helping her to kind of see i guess. I guess identify what her what her priorities are and acting on those um, yep. first. But yeah, I still feel like you have every right to drop the hammer and say, not on my watch. That nigga is not coming nope. in here. Like, that's He's it. He's not
0: coming. And if she can't respect the fact that he cannot come and she's not willing to go without him, then you have to let her know, listen, I'm willing to help you get some help. But... I can't have that in my house because your
1: first priority. And is don't your sign no lease. Nah. No, worst thing. no. 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 Like you want to get this because, all squared away before y'all. Well, y'all sign yeah, these papers. She might hit you with the okie doke, yeah,
0: and man. then that nigga shows up, yeah, and that would be a really bad situation. Another thing too is okay. Let's let's say in another scenario that the girlfriend is willing to leave without him, and she does not invite him to come, um, and she tells him that he can't come until he gets help. If you all do proceed and she does go with you guys you mentioned her, her uh their son your nephew having um a couple of similar uh signs to his dad's behavior and you have children so you want to also encourage her as kia said her child is her first priority and getting him out of that out of that environment is number one because it's things he's witnessing which is probably why he's acting out but also a lot of these, they're learned behaviors, but they're also uh, ingrained behaviors. They're also behaviors that are inherited. And there are children counselors out there as well. And she might want to look into getting some counseling for her child so that he can, she can nip this in the bud early.
1: Real talk. I hope that I'm, I'll be praying, like legit, um, for all parties involved. Um, I mean... We are not professionals, but we we appreciate no. that you value our opinion. And um, I hope that, you know, you would seek some professional counsel and advice um before you make decisions as far as the welfare of yourself and your family and keep mm-hmm. us posted. I mean, if you want to give us an update, we'd be happy to, um you know, read it and share it if you would like us to do that as well. But either way, no matter what, we'll be praying and hoping that, you know this matter can be resolved in, a, in a, a, peace, a peaceful way. And most of all, that this young lady can get the help that she needs for her and her son.
0: I deserve, I <laughs> deserve, I deserve to be loved. Shout
1: out to Mama D. Big Deborah. we miss you. Sis. All the time. We do. Yeah, man. You were a fun time. You were a good time.
0: Um, I'm not really loving this love and hip hop poly.
1: I'm lost. I feel like I saw like the first episode and I haven't seen an episode yeah. since. I, I might, I think I probably will try to watch tonight's episode, but, um, I can't make no promises. But yeah, I might
0: give it one more go. But if I, if it doesn't, if it doesn't do anything for me, then I'm done with it. I don't know if I, not I don't, like
1: you say, yeah, uh, I don't know that I really care about these people. Like,
0: no, I don't mean. know.
1: As, no, as no, much as, as at the all, Atlanta actually. cast gets on my nerves, I can honestly say that, you know, I'm I'm interested in what's going on in Rashida's life. Like I care about her. I want her to do well. I so well. I can't. Beautiful. But I think like Moniece <laughs> is crazy and um, as cat shit. And I and I you what? know her baby daddy is 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 irritating. His voice gets on my nerves. I I can't oh. think of one character on the Lovin', on the Hollywood cast that I really can say I give a crap about.
0: No, you know well you know fuck nigga haircuts stress me out. <laughs> Lil Fizz has one. But Monise
1: is literally crazy as cat shit. Like, she's out of her mind. And I feel like, uh, uh, what's that? What's the? What's the, Mona? Mona is exploiting. <laughs> there are some clear... Oh, Jocelyn was right. <laughs> yes. There are some clear <laughs> mental health issues on yeah. the table when it comes to Monise. She makes for yeah. good TV, but I mean, sometimes, like, my conscience won't allow me to enjoy some of the crazy because I'm no. like, this is a problem. This This young lady is yeah. dealing with some things
0: Oh, oh, and has no, she's she's dealing with some things and has not addressed. them.
1: Yo. Hey, Mr. Like, Softy.
0: Th- shout out to New York. I know. <laughs> I know. You know. Hey, Brooklyn. <laughs> you, you know, um, oh, we are recording at a decent hour. This is hey, today, by the way. You, the ice cream truck is not out at midnight. <laughs> um, It is not the trap truck. Stranger things. Um, things have happened. <laughs> uh, listen, you already know about bootleg liquor. You know who's crazy I can be invested in? Tommy's Tommy's from love like from, oh, from Atlanta
1: true and true and true and true
0: I have a soft spot in my heart for Tommy I really do I really somebody's getting a strawberry shortcake all right, right now. Says,
1: so black woman self-care let's do it black
0: woman self-care so um it's it's pretty simple this week but I actually do have one so I told you all about all the events so on Sunday you know it was my only free day and it was beautiful it was gorgeous outside and I was sick. But aside from that, I was like, I'm going to enjoy the day. I'm going to go out and I'm going to get some sun and be happy that I don't have to work for one day this week. And I decided to lay in the bed all day instead. And it was necessary. Like, I needed to do that. My body was like, girl. Because every time I tried to get up, it just wasn't happening for me. And so I listened to my body and I laid in the bed and I watched the entire first season of Underground. Nice. Which I'm very i'm so disappointed that it was canceled and i really hope that it gets back picked back up i was live tweeting it by myself it was fine <laughs> um <laughs> i had a, some people chime in i didn't care cuz everybody's probably like girl we watched this 2 years ago such a good show such a good show but it, it was everything that i needed laying in the bed all day and not obligating myself to one single thing not washing a dish not cooking a meal i did exa- i listened to my body and i did exactly what it needed
1: that's awesome sauce man Fantastic. What about you? I have been being more intentional about getting myself well, I mean like yours I've been trying to get more rest and be more intentional about um getting to bed at a decent hour um and having being being more uh tuned into a schedule so I've really been doing well in terms of trying to keep up with my little workouts and trying to you have. Make it, trying to make it like a part of My day, So I think that's my black woman self-care. I've just been being really just as serious as I am about getting to work and getting behind my desk and on time and doing what I got to do. I'm trying to be as bring that same level of serious to getting into bed at a decent hour. Um, That's it. Because it's absolutely necessary. So get your rest. Black woman self-care. Get your rest. That's, that's the theme this week. Get your rest. Rest
0: yourself. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody knows I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y,
1: honey. <laughs> it's time for Petty Peeves. Hey. <laughs> Let us celebrate the petty of our hearts and minds. Um, put your petty, on put parade. your petty on parade. So, my petty peep is uh, kind of brief. I don't really have It's not a huge one It is kind of petty But it's not like Break your neck petty And it's Listen again We're still not telling my mom About the show Especially now Because this petty peeve Is kind of about her So um, (laughs) My petty peeve Is that I don't like I don't like What people read to me
0: (laughs) Oh I've been guilty of that
1: But I mean Okay Yes But it's a little different Because um, I don't know because we're reviewing yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. But Fair enough. I don't like when people read to me. I used to I also had um a boss. Oh my gosh. Like my first boss ever. I loved her, but she was irritating and she did things to uh get on my nerves. <laughs> One of those things being she would stand over my desk. Like I would be looking <laughs> at the screen. She would come behind me, look at the screen, and then read over my shoulder as if I'm not looking at at the screen myself. I don't like to be read to because I can read for myself. My mom has this habit. God bless her heart. I love her. This is not in any way saying that I do not love my mother. And she doesn't even know this. So that's why y'all can't tell her. She has a habit of reading out loud specifically. Like if there's like a weather advisory on on the television screen or, you know, um, you know, a traffic sign or something. She will read it aloud. When we went to the uh, National Museum of African American History and Culture, she was reading She did not exhibits. read all the... No. It's just like, girl, I mean... I've, That's like four hours of reading. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not something... I don't even think it's. she realizes it. I think just subconsciously, she just starts reading it. Because she's not... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's the teacher in her. But sometimes she reads... Not the whole time, but there were certain things that she just reads aloud. But... In like when the, when the weather thing comes across the TV, she will, this is a flood, a flash flood warning is in effect If until <laughs> 10 p.m. for Prince George's County, Montgomery County. I'm just like, sis, sis, we got it. We can see. We can all see well, it. Got the,
0: everybody got the alert.
1: Everyone is in the room looking at the same screen, girl. We don't need you to read it. God bless your heart.
0: Burn, There's an ember. There's a white girl, bronco. Girl, she reads. Um, she reads license she reads. plate.
1: <laughs> and I feel like you know. I don't know. I don't know. I can. I'm afraid because you know I, I am turning into her. That's one thing that I don't want to pick up. <laughs> God knows. But yes, I don't like it when you read to me. Pray about it. I can read for myself. That's that's my petty peeve. What's yours, sis?
0: I'm like, I do hate when that you're in a, in a meeting and then there's a PowerPoint Woo! up and then Jesus. somebody has somebody read what everybody's reading on the screen. Help me. I cannot stand it. Help. It's very me. Irrit- that is very irritating. Um, my petty peeve this week actually comes from a listener, Kiana, who says, I have a petty peeve. It may just be me. It's not, which is why this is being read, but I hate all caps mm-hmm. when I pull up at the gas station to get gas. The main purpose of a gas stations. And it's always a nigga who do not pull up to the pump ahead when they know you behind them possibly getting gas. Nigga, have consideration and move your car up to the first pump, not the middle or the last. Where is the consideration? There is none. They only think about themselves. I share your petty. I really truly wish that niggas would move their cars up and think about the line of cars they're gonna create or how you have to do all of these uh reverse you know cha cha slide moves
1: kickball change right you got to right. you got to right. hit a quick so 16 you count so i can get to yeah. the pump because you can't move you
0: up. be mad diagonal cuz you got to reach the pump cuz some nigga decided he wanted to park in the middle unacceptable pump. so or the ones who just don't pull all the way up when there's only two pumps and they don't pull all the way up so the other person got to do all kinds of tricks um and something strange for a piece of change so that they can get their get some gas in their car so i share your petty i agree with you pull up Anyway, pull up. Um, put, what's that say? Pull up. <laughs> um, that is it. That's all for getting grown with Jade and Kia.
1: Yeah, man. Be sure. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for the continued yes. support. Thank you guys for hitting us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We see each and every one of your comments and. We appreciate the love. Thank you to everyone. Thank you to all of us. We get so many, so much love. People are like, you know, they're getting, just getting caught up. I'm only on episode five, but I love you. Thank you so much. Uh, whenever you, you hear this, know that we really appreciate all of the support. Um, again, don't forget to support the Friend Zone Live this weekend, August 19th at the Tish yes. Auditorium in New York City. Uh, we'll be there. So come up and say hi. Um, and yeah, that's all I got, sis. You got something else?
0: No, nope, Make sure you check out all the links in the description box. Everybody buy a book. Everybody okay? buy let's a book. Let's, let's help her get over a thousand books. Indeed, like indeed, she indeed. doesn't have to just get a thousand. So everybody buy a book. Um, make sure you check out the link to Santana's pop-up and attend if you can try to snag a ticket before they're sold out. And again, support our brothers and sisters at the friend zone, um, by checking out the link in the description box and purchasing a ticket for that. If you're in the New York City area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. outside of that, um, make sure that you're moisturizing.
1: And drinking your You're water, drinking water. minding your business, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because your black will crack if it's dry. Bye. Peace.
0: Why are smart businesses graduating to NetSuite by
1: Oracle? Because NetSuite eliminates the expense of multiple business systems by consolidating your operations together into one.